vigilant day and night. to comics and cosmetics uh normally you see me do some kind of makeup project while i'm breaking down a character or a storyline or just nerding off about whatever thing i'm obsessing about that that week but luckily enough uh i have a guest today that i think you're going to recognize i'm pretty excited about it i know that you guys will be if you have watched the last of us if you have played the Last of Us, you will definitely recognize the man sitting next to me. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Perry slash Tommy, Mr. Jeffrey Pierce. Hey, everybody. Hey. Thank you again, Jeffrey, for coming on the show, taking it, a few minutes. It's my pleasure. Uh, uh, anytime I can honor the, the women and men in hair and makeup, uh, uh, I, I I want to because they do not get nearly enough credit or uh, uh, shout outs in the community. I think. I agree with you. And that is pretty much how we met on Twitter. <laughs> like, <laughs> Hey, what about hair and makeup? We worked so hard. Yeah. You guys were second in my list. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to ask, cause I, I first saw you cause I'm not a gamer myself. Uh, if I play games, it's probably the Sims four, you know, digital dollhouse. Um, but, uh, I recognized you from Castle Rock as, uh, Alan Pangborn. Yeah. And, uh, so when I saw you on episode four of The Last of Us, you had this beautiful, long silver lock. <laughs> big, so how long did that take you to grow out? The hair, uh, I think probably a year and a half. COVID That's made it. that possible. Yeah. Um. You know, they, with COVID, there was no reason to cut it. Uh, so I just kind of let it go. The beard took seven months uh, to, to get it into sort of like the insane condition that it was in <laughs> for the shoot. If I could bottle that, that ability to grow it like that, I could have retired 10 years ago. <laughs> well, it doesn't look good for the first week. It looks good for like the first week. And yeah. then it, it does not look good for like three or four months. And then finally <laughs> there's enough that you can shape it, that it sort of like goes in the right direction and right. You know, do some maintenance for it. But yeah, it is a process. <laughs> uh, so I guess, I mean, did you know you were going to be stepping into the role of Perry when you were 
you know, kind of locked down and growing this out. It was the first thing that Neil and Craig said when they cast me, like, stop shaving, don't cut your hair, and we'll see you at the beginning of next year. And that was, I think, late July or late June, early July. And so just sort of let it go. And then a year ago, we were up there shooting. So it was a it was a good long stretch to let it sort of find its shape. Because when I'm clean shaven, I don't look like I'm living in the apocalypse. No. <laughs> but the roles that um that I enjoy more, uh, mm-hmm. that that I gravitate towards more, are not the ones that are clean shaven and sort of you know put together. I I can play plenty of cops, but boy does that get boring after a little while. Yeah. I quick question. I noticed that you're originally from Colorado, right? Mm-hmm. But you grew up in Virginia. Yeah. Military brat? No, no. Uh, you know, I uh, my parents were teachers. My dad was a teacher in D.C. Oh, okay. In the late '60s. Well, and my then, my boyfriend, when you know, I was kind of explaining to him who you were because we watched the show together, and uh, he was very impressed by because he's ex-military. Very impressed by your the way you carried yourself. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Held your weapons and everything. He's like. See in the military? I said, I don't think so. We looked you up, you know, your background. He's like, Army brat. I said, I don't know. Maybe we'll find out. <laughs> I, I grew up near Fort Myers, but all of my sort of uh, tactical weapons experiences come from the job. I, I love, love working with the armorers. I love working with the experts and really just sort of like have honed my craft to do that because it's part of what I do in my casting. Right. Um, you know, I, I've had the good fortune to play a lot of Navy SEALs and Special Forces guys and cops and SWAT guys, you know, run the gamut. And so you get to do all those fun things without ever actually going into hostile territory. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I take it seriously. I mean, I, you really want to, that the, the people who know what they're talking about, you want them to watch the work and say, oh, yeah, that guy knew all the details. He's obviously spent the time and effort to honor the process that it takes to actually get good at that. So it's, you know, it's just, it's part of what my approach is. Well, I, I was an army wife, active duty for 15 years and, uh, infantry wife. Mm. And, uh, I can tell you right now that the, the effort and the respect you put into it is very, very appreciated and it's noticed. So thank you for that. Yeah. Um, I think anything else is lazy. <laughs> yeah, ab- absolutely. Absolutely. Now, when you were growing all of this up, we're supposed to be talking about hair and makeup, Danielle. Stay on yeah. track. <laughs> <laughs> when you were preparing by growing all this out and everything, did the stylist have any tips on how to maintain it and keep it healthy and keep it going? Well, what we talked about with it when I initially sent pictures, they were like, perfect, just let it go. because. If it looks too well, I mean, there's such a fine line between mm-hmm. like letting it dreadlock and look terrible and have it be manageable, but not sort of stand out as what a wonderful mm-hmm. mane of hair. Um, <laughs> and so the artistry, especially on something like The Last of Us, is how do we make this not distracting? Um and but feel like it's uh, a part and parcel of the entire uh, story and the style, the aesthetic that the overall thing is going for. So 
although we, you know, I mean, we, I, for me, I think one of the great, uh, uh, the best way to begin the day is come in, get coffee, go to hair and makeup. And that's where you start to become the character. Right. Um, you know, you see it come to life in front of you in the mirror. And, and that is, I think, one of the most relaxing Zen ways to start the day. And once you're in that space, you can put the wardrobe on, get in through props and everything. And by the end of that process, you're ready to go when they call action. Um, Melanie Linsky said something about the sort of great pleasure of the work is they call action. You fall into this other person's skin. They call cut and you just get to pop right back out of it. Yeah. Uh, If you're not worried about hair and makeup and all the things that the crew is making possible, it makes it very easy to do your job. Um, And I mean, it's not, I think obvious, but we had tons of, of sort of like sun damage that they put in and damage around the eyes and they colored my teeth so that they weren't sort of, you know, there was no white pop. Um, Oh yeah. And, all the sort of care that goes into that, making that feel like the fabric of the character, you feel the weight of it on your face and you feel the weight of that life and lifestyle. I mean, I, I love that entire process. And when there's injury, like damage, black eyes, all of those things help as an actor for you to focus on that as part of the performance. I mean, it's, it's all so interrelated. Absolutely. I, in, in a small, very small scale way, you know, I get that because I don't walk around with my red lips and fake lashes on, you know, I'm, when this is off, I'm just me. But when I put this on, I'm like, okay, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got this. I know what I'm talking about. Um, I, did they give you a, like a, a good backstory for for Perry, or did that process that you went through kind of help invent that for you to give you that that hardened? I mean, because to me, I, I really felt that Perry was the guy you wanted and you needed in the situation. He had what it took, the knowledge, the uh, what's the word I'm looking for my brain just farted hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, proficiency. The thing, he has the proficiency and the knowledge, but at the same time, you could tell that Perry had humanity. He had heart. He had a softness and a tenderness, especially for Kathleen. Yeah. Um, but while you're going through that process in the chair, what, what brought that for you? I mean, there was some, they, they said he, we want to, you know, like in the script, it said it, maybe he was ex-military and that when the bloater came out, Perry goes into a professional mode. So I took that and took the liberty to sort of create my own world behind that. Um, just given the time frame, I decided that I was like, well, what's, let's say he was in the Marines in 1990, straight out of high school. Uh, and then for, you know, five or six years in the Marines, and then he goes for buds and becomes a SEAL. And then he's, you know, six or seven years in SEALs, and he goes to the PJs to sort of like, you know, he keeps looking for the purpose that's going to fulfill what he feels his sort of code of honor is. And he never quite finds it. And then the end of the world comes, and here's this guy with 
all of the tools, uh, but no way to put them to use in in a way that's satisfying until he finds Kathleen and her brother and finds a cause that he can believe in. Um, he found and, a purpose. Yeah, that's sort of the the, the journey that I I wanted to to experiment with. And if I was going to have the opportunity to create a character with that much time and detail to think about it, that's exactly what I would would have wanted to play. So obviously I talked to a lot of nerds and uh, the, the consensus across the board seems to be you are an absolute favorite. Perry is a huge favorite character in the show. And I personally felt like the fifth episode was my favorite so far. Your death scene. <laughs> um, the bloater, when he came out of that hole, when I discovered that that was, that was a suit, mm. that that was practical, my mind just kind of went. Oh, that yeah. was um, Barry Gower who did, who did that. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it was Adam Basil in the suit. Yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, what did that, he comes out like that. What did, what, where did your mind go? Well, Adam is six foot six. I'm not like a small oh, dude. But no. Adam is like six inches taller than I am. Good Lord. Um, and, and he is built like a, a rugby player. So they put an 80 pound suit on top of that. Oh my God. He comes running at you full speed. It sort of, it has a, an intensity that you don't have to make up. You're like, I'm just going to stand my ground. And wait for him to get here, and hope he slows down before he hits me. Um, so uh, uh, it, it made it very easy, and that suit was unbelievable. I mean, like covered in like grease, Vaseline, so get the sheen hey, to it. Every yeah. yeah, it was it was something else. And Adam, I don't know if anybody got any video of it, but he would do the thriller dance on occasion oh. in between takes. Oh man, that's got to get found. So that was uh that 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 kept uh, kept everything nice and light in between setups. Um, but he's a champ. I mean, that is a hell of a costume to wear. And then they've got a face piece that goes on. Right. So you're running almost blind uh, with seventy five stunt professionals and and dancers coming pouring out of that hole with you. So he was dealing with all of the constraints, but also like that suit and the makeup. It gave him everything he needed to play the bloater perfectly. I mean, it, it's just, you can't, can't do that. I mean, there's, there's incredible CGI in the show. Yeah. Yeah. But it's all based on the performances that the stunt people and Adam were giving. Uh, it was just beautiful. And, you know, of course my mind, as soon as I realized that's a suit, like full blown suit, my mind is like that had to take months to put together yeah. like and what Adam had to go through to get casted and scanned for that. Oh yeah. Good for yeah. them. Just yeah. Fantastic. That is a, a, an exercise in courage to get your entire body cast like that. I just like, <laughs> it's intense. I I've done a cast before like uh torso and head and that was not a pleasant experience. I am doing that. Today, as soon as we're done, I'm getting this is getting done, and then from my waist down. Yeah, yeah, you have to be Ooh. 
It is a mental exercise just to be in that cast and patient while it sets. It is extraordinary. I like to think, you know, I raised four kids. I can do this. You got this. <laughs> yeah. You got this. All the all the patience you need. <laughs> you have manifestly strengthened over that four child term. You got this. <laughs> so speaking of, you know, my children, I have a almost 21-year-old son named Kessler and he's a massive fan. He's an uh, he claims an OG Last of Us player. Nice. And He sent me a a question. He said, what was, he wanted to know about you voicing Cross in the prototype. Do I have that correct? Yeah. Oh, that was, that was an interesting one because I had just done Jason Bourne for them. And they called out of the blue and asked me to come and play that part. Um, And it's a real like vocal stretch. This was a long time ago. Uh, but it was a it was a lot of fun. I mean, it was it was really hard on the voice. It was the first time that I'd really tried to do uh, to really bring like a charactery nature to the voice. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. Oh, he's gonna be happy because I, <laughs> I looked at the message and I said, I don't know what this means. <laughs> and he says, Don't worry about it. He'll know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I won't hold you up anymore, Jeff. I know you only had a few minutes today, but I just thank you for your service as Perry. My pleasure. Absolutely thrilling. I mean, when you and Kathleen were in her childhood bedroom talking, I really felt that. Like, I really felt the tenderness and the just the appreciation you had for her. It was almost like a big brother kind of vibe, you know, that you very well felt protective of her. And that really came across so that when your, when your moment came, when Adam ripped your head off, I was like, Oh shit. (laughs) Um, But died with honor though. You were great. And thank you for Alan Pangborn because, okay. (sighs) Yeah, you did great in that one. Thank you. Well, I get all these incredible women to fall in love with. Sissy Spacek, Melanie Linsky. What more could I ask for? Nothing. Nothing. (laughs) You're good, man. All right. I'll let you go. Nerds, make sure you hit the like and subscribe. You can follow Jeffrey on Twitter and I will have his information down here. Make sure you check out episode four and five of The Last of Us and maybe just finish watching the show because it's a pretty decent show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm Danny Sonsi. He's Jeffrey Pierce. And this has been Comics and Cosmetics. Take Bye. care, y'all. Bye. <laughs>